Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, Nikki Haley defends her answer about what caused the Civil War as she is ridiculed for failing to mention slavery. How the Republican presidential hopeful and her rivals are responding. What do you want me to say about slavery? Nikki Haley faces backlash. Her defense, she claims the question came from a, quote, Democrat plant. If you grow up in the South, it's a given that it's about slavery. Fighting and airstrikes continue in Gaza as we learn an American was killed by Hamas. The house in Idaho where four students were brutally murdered is demolished. The controversial decision. Tonight's Eye on America. You don't normally think of cotton as being high tech, but now they're using DNA so we know exactly where our clothes and our sheets are made. Make 2023 disappear! And saying goodbye to 2023 on this good riddance day. Get rid of all the bad stuff and just have a good, happy new year. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining us. I'm Major Garrett in for Nora. We begin tonight on the campaign trail for the 2024 Republican nomination. Nikki Haley is facing a barrage of criticism, not for something she said during a New Hampshire town hall, but for something she didn't say when a voter asked simply, what caused the Civil War? The former South Carolina governor and Trump administration U.N. ambassador did not mention slavery in her answer. Instead, she said it was about the role of government and the rights of the people. Haley attempted to clean up her remarks today and blamed a Democratic plant for the question. Meanwhile, Donald Trump is back on the primary ballot in Colorado as state Republicans appeal the ban to the U.S. Supreme Court. CBS's Scott McFarlane is here to start us off tonight with the very latest. Scott, good evening. Major, good evening to you. Trying to spring an upset, Nikki Haley has been fighting for months to win the spotlight. 
But tonight, she's beneath a glaring one and taking the heat. Nikki Haley, who's been surging in the polls in New Hampshire, now faces a rising wave of criticism over this response to a question at a town hall event. Um, What was the cause of the United States Civil War? I mean, I think the cause of the Civil War was basically how government was going to run, the freedoms and what people could and couldn't do. When asked why she didn't mention slavery, Haley responded, What do you want me to say about slavery? The former South Carolina governor was blasted by both parties. President Biden posted it was about slavery. And Haley drew similar criticisms from her GOP opponents, Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis. Uh, This is not a candidate uh, that's ready for prime time. On the radio today. I mean, of course, the Civil War was about slavery. And back on the stump, Haley tried to clear up her answer. We know that. That's unquestioned, always the case. We know the Civil War was about slavery. But again appeared to equivocate. Let's not forget what came out of that, which is government's role, individual liberties. And she criticized the voter who'd asked the original question as a plant of the Democrats. The fact that Nikki Haley has had such a stumble on an easy question you know, is dismaying to those who would like to see her continue to climb in the polls. Haley today touted her decision to remove the Confederate flag from South Carolina's capital in 2015 after the mass shooting at an historically black church in Charleston. Her critics today resurfaced quotes Haley gave in 2010 in which she defended the flag as a symbol of heritage. This is not something that is racist. Scott McFarland joins me here at the desk to update us on developments in other states that that might lead to former President Trump's removal from other state primary ballots. Yeah, for now, Donald Trump is back on the primary ballot in Colorado. Last week, the state Supreme Court there narrowly ruled his name should be stripped from the ballot for violating a provision of the 14th Amendment for allegedly supporting insurrection January 6th. But because Republicans have appealed that decision, Trump goes back on the ballot during the appeal. There are similar challenges against Trump in more than a dozen states. And in Maine tonight, Major, we're awaiting the Secretary of State's ruling there on whether to pull Trump's name from the ballot. If it succeeds, he most certainly would appeal. And the Supreme Court will be looked at to possibly give a verdict for the entire nation on all of these underlying appeals. Scott McFarland, thank you so much. Overseas now to the war in Gaza. Israel today confirmed the death of an Israeli-American woman listed as a hostage, 70-year-old Judy Weinstein Haggai. President Biden and the First Lady issued a statement saying they were devastated by the news, but said the United States will continue diplomatic efforts to bring all remaining hostages home. CBS's Ian Lee reports tonight from Tel Aviv. Judy Weinstein Haggai was the last of the Israeli-American women believed to be held by Hamas. The 70-year-old English teacher lived in near Oz, next to the Gaza border. She was last seen going for a walk with her husband, Gadi, the morning of the October 7th attack. The kibbutz now says she was one of the victims murdered by Hamas, along with her husband. For weeks, Judy's son Ahl believed Hamas held his mother hostage. My mom was, uh, is, my mom is uh, the most gentle human being I know. Today's announcement comes as Israelis demand their government secure the release of the remaining 129 hostages. Their message is pretty simple. They want all the hostages returned home by any means necessary. 
Roni and Avi Lupo live in Kafar Aza, one of the kibbutzes attacked in October. As time goes by, do you get worried that some of the hostages won't be able to come home? The time is running out. The situation is very complicated. We know all that. And still, we, we demand. The war is now in its 83rd day. Israel defense forces fighting in Khan Yunus say they discovered a tunnel shaft inside a mosque, while Israeli airstrikes continue to pummel Gaza south. In Rafah, rescuers discovered a child trapped under the rubble. They digged frantically to pull the toddler out. She's alive and quickly taken to a hospital. The fighting is also intensifying on Israel's northern border with Lebanon. Today, Israel intercepted a Hezbollah drone before retaliating with punishing airstrikes. And tonight, Major, the IDF published its final results from the probe into the mistaken killing of three hostages who tried to surrender to troops while waving a white flag and shirtless, saying, we failed in our mission. Ian Lee, thank you very much. There is new information tonight in the killing of a pregnant Texas teenager and her boyfriend. Late this afternoon, San Antonio police released a new video calling it an important clue into finding out how the couple died. CBS's Christian Benavides has the latest. The new video released this afternoon shows two people San Antonio police are calling persons of interest in the deaths of 18-year-old Savannah Soto and the father of her unborn baby, 22-year-old Matthew Guerra. The video police say was recorded close to where the bodies were found. It shows one man driving a dark pickup truck and another getting out of the car belonging to Soto and Guerra. Is there somebody that gets out of that vehicle that you're talking yes. about? Yes. And you don't believe... It to be either Matthew or... No. The couple was found dead in their car from gunshot wounds Tuesday, a few miles from their apartment. They were reported missing on Saturday after they didn't show up for an appointment to induce labor. Friends and family gathered today to remember Soto and her unborn child. I'm sorry that this had to happen to you. But you know, in your heart, my baby, she knows I loved her. Police say they are still looking through other surveillance video and the couple's cell phone records for clues. Cristian Benavides, CBS News, San Antonio. Now to dangerous weather on both coasts. Parts of the Northeast are dealing with another round of rain and potential flooding. And in California, massive waves have closed beaches in Ventura County near Los Angeles. The high surf is crashing into oceanfront homes with water flooding the streets. Similar scenes up the coast can be found as well near Santa Cruz and San Francisco, where evacuations have been ordered. For the forecast, let's bring in meteorologist Mike Bettis from our partners at the Weather Channel. Mike, good evening. Major, good evening to you. The storm we've been watching across the Northeast and the Midwest is winding down. Rain's on the way out. Snow moves from the Midwest down toward the Tennessee Valley. Could see some flurries in places like Nashville. That entire system, as it moves out, it sets us up for some cooler air. Here we go, moving into New Year's Eve. Temperatures even across the South will drop down below freezing. To the West we go. Storm after storm after storm. Really causing issue today on the West Coast with a lot of coastal flooding, unfortunately. But we'll see a parade of storms coming through, just adding to our woes, especially across California. California and snow across the higher elevations, including the Sierra Nevada. But New Year's Eve as a whole actually looks pretty good across the country. Very few storms out there. And New Year's Day actually just produces small amounts of rain. Major, that's going to include places like New Orleans and up toward Atlanta with temperatures in the 50s. Mike Bettis, thanks so much.
Today, demolition crews began tearing down the house where four University of Idaho students were killed last year, marking an emotional step for the families and the surrounding community. CBS's Elise Preston reports on this hotly debated decision and what destruction of the crime scene might mean at the murder trial. Before the sun rose, crews tore into the house where four University of Idaho students were fatally stabbed. The demolition, a decision made by university officials. It's a constant reminder of the horrific act that happened at that site. We hear from our students regularly that they were ready for it to come down. It's been more than a year since Ethan Chapin, Zana Cornodal, Madison Mogan and Kaylee Gonzalez were killed here. 29-year-old Brian Koberger has been charged with four counts of first-degree murder and is still awaiting trial. The biggest thing that we can do for our community and for our students is to continue that healing process. Our hearts certainly go out to the families and those most, most closely touched by it. Some of those family members wanted the house to remain standing through the trial. The house was considered uh, the largest piece of evidence that they had. Steve Gonsalves is fighting to preserve all evidence linked to the murder of his daughter, Kaylee. can never get inside every jury's mind. And some of them are going to see things visually. Some are going to be audible. I just know that there's a risk taking it down. Both the prosecution and defense teams say they have the crime scene details they need to build their cases. The FBI took measurements and documented visuals from the home. But Gonsalves fears... It might not be enough. There hasn't been enough communications for us to know for sure that it won't become an issue later on in the case. With continuous delays, the trial for Brian Koberger is still months away. An exact date has not been set. Families of the victims are calling for the case to move forward, saying they just want justice. Elise Preston in Moscow, Idaho. Today, a warning to Texas Republican Governor Greg Abbott. In a letter obtained by CBS News, the Department of Justice said it will sue the Lone Star State if it enforces a law signed by Abbott that makes illegal immigration a state crime and allows law enforcement officials there to arrest and prosecute migrants. In New York City, Mayor Eric Adams is trying to set limits on the Texas governor's busing of migrants north. CBS's Estrid Martinez explains. Buses are still rolling into New York City hours after U.S. officials met with Mexico's president, promising to work together to limit record migration. Leslie Hernandez and her family are from Colombia and arrived in New York City by bus. She told CBS News, we do what we can and we have to make sacrifices for a better future. Yesterday, New York City Mayor Eric Adams signed a new executive order to hold charter bus companies accountable. We cannot allow buses with people needing our help to arrive without warning at any hour of day and night. The order requires bus companies give a 32-hour notice before coming, drop off migrants at designated locations and times, or face impounding and fines. Paramalu greets migrants as they arrive and says the mayor's new executive order is causing chaos among advocacy groups. And so what happens is we're tasked with people coming to us, asking us for services. I call this fabricated chaos. New York City saw nearly 15,000 new arrivals this month. But it's not alone. Close to 2,000 in Chicago and 5,000 in Denver. 
we have to look at dramatically reducing the amount of services we offered or dramatically cutting our city budgets. But the Biden administration says it has provided more than $1 billion in grant funding for cities and towns hosting recently arrived migrants. And I think the U.S. is pitching that this is a regional problem, not just a United States problem, that we need to work together on this and that there are investments that we're prepared to make. And tonight, CBS News has learned that migrant crossings reached a record high in December. U.S. border agents took into custody more than 225,000 migrants at the southern border in the first 27 days of the month. Major? Astrid Martinez, thank you so much. This holiday season, perhaps you gave or received some high-quality cotton sheets or clothing. You might be surprised to learn that not all cotton products what they claim to be. In tonight's Eye on America, CBS's Ben Tracy shows us how the industry can now trace a single cotton fiber around the world. In California's Central Valley, it's harvest time for a prized crop. What kind of cotton is this? This is Pima cotton. So this is the good stuff. This is. This is as good as it gets. Derek Acevedo is chief operating officer at Bowles Farming Company. Once the cotton leaves the field, it's baled and trucked out to be ginned. It likely then heads overseas to countries like India or China to be made into shirts, towels, and bedsheets. In between the farm and the consumer, there's this messy middle. And sometimes that middle can be more than messy. It can oh, be yes. troubling. Oh, yes. There's still a lot of bad players. Many of the garments in stores are a blend, and some labeled 100% Pima contain no Pima at all. There's also concerns about cotton from China's Xinjiang region, made with forced labor, getting into the supply chain. It's now banned for import to the U.S. There's terrible conditions in a lot of the factories. I think there's a lot more focus now uh, on identifying what's going on in your supply chain. So this low-tech industry has found a high-tech solution. Here in California, the cotton is now sprayed with a fine mist. It's almost like a barcode on cotton. Exactly. It can trace tiny strands of cotton from the field to the finished product. Some are tested at this lab in New York. The DNA technology is there to help keep the products honest. Products made in America should be American when they leave the U.S. and they should be American when they come back into the U.S. I certainly think it is a game changer. I don't think you can really say the word uh, sustainability and, and mean it unless you have traceability because it can get to the source of where the product's coming from. It helps consumers know what they're buying and where it was made. And for Derek Acevedo, DNA has helped clean up that messy middle. I think one of the most overlooked things in agriculture, and especially in cotton, is the technology that goes into it. For Ion America, Ben Tracy, Los Banos, California. An early prison release for the woman whose shocking case spawned multiple true crime dramas. The story of Gypsy Rose Blanchard, next. Sound the gifting panic alarm. We've all been there. You need to find the perfect gift. You have absolutely zero ideas and you don't know where to start. Relax. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode takes the stress out of gifting, so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. Just answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like, and Gift Mode gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Imagine pages of artisan espresso mugs for the coffee connoisseur in your life. Or for the pickleballer, customized paddle covers in every shade imaginable. Etsy's got you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? 
Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Gypsy Rose Blanchard, the Missouri woman who persuaded her boyfriend to kill her mother, is out of prison. Blanchard was granted parole after spending nearly eight years behind bars. She testified that her abusive mom kept her prisoner, locked her up with chains, and forced her to pretend she had cancer and other illnesses for years. She also admitted she provided her ex-boyfriend with the knife he used to kill her mother. He is serving life in prison. Now to this consumer alert for a popular kitchen appliance. BlendJet is recalling nearly 5 million portable blenders. The company says it has received more than a dozen reports of overheating or fires and hundreds of reports of the blades breaking while in use. Fifty people reported minor burns and cuts. The blenders were sold online and at Costco, Walmart, Target and other stores. Everything, as we know, is bigger in Texas. That includes highway police chases. How this bizarre crawl and standoff finally ended. That's next. The driver of an 18-wheeler led deputies on a wild slow-speed, yes, slow-speed chase on Interstate 10 in Houston. Deputies used spike strips to puncture the big rig's tires, but the chase crawled on for hours. It ended when the SWAT team used heavy machinery called the Rook, to rip the door off. It's unclear still why the driver fled. Today, mortgage rates dropped to the lowest level since May. A 30-year fixed-rate mortgage slid to 6.61%, according to Freddie Mac. That's the ninth straight week rates have declined since nearing 8% in late October. Before the New Year's celebrations, people say good riddance to their bad memories of 2023. We will explain that next. <laughs> That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Finally, today marks the 17th annual Good Riddance Day in New York's Times Square. This is where people bid an early farewell to all sorts of things they're happy to dump from 2023. Crowds took turns writing down their bad memories like work stress and anger issues and bid them a fiery farewell. 
So we said say goodbye to people pleasing, uh, self doubt, and any anxiety whatsoever. I want to get rid of all the bad stuff and just have a good, happy new year. Organizers say the event was inspired by a Latin American tradition of starting off a new year with a clean slate. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. For Nora O'Donnell, I'm Major Garrett. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Are you ready for an all-new season of Survivor? You better be because Survivor 46 is here and it's 90 minutes of twists and turns you don't want to miss. Better yet, after each episode, there's a brand new episode of On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. Each week, we go behind the scenes of the episode's biggest moments, taking you into the how and the why things happened. And this season, we're very lucky to be joined by an expert, the winner of Survivor 45, Devaya Daris. What is up? I'm thrilled to be joining this team and to be giving you my take on how and the why players made the moves they did, what it takes to outwit, outplay, and outlast, and to ask Jeff some questions because... Even after 26 days out there, there is still a lot for me to uncover. Bring it, D. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast.